Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Okay, so I want to take a couple of moments and uh, talk about our leadership uh, in church and talk about um, some importance in, um, in being a leader. Everyone, every single person has the ability to be a leader. Uh, not one person does not have the ability to be a leader. Uh, why, uh, why that's true is because every single person has the ability to have Jesus Christ on the inside of them, the Holy Spirit working in them. And because of that power that's on the inside of you, you have leadership on the inside of you and you can lead in different uh, arenas. We, all, all of our leadership looks a different way. Um, all of our leadership uh, kind of flows into the personality and the person that God has created us to be. And so um, leadership isn't a personality and leadership isn't uh, just like somebody else. Uh, leadership is really allowing the spirit of God to speak out through you and, um, and to actually step into situations where God needs to step into uh, situations. And so um, and, and honestly, everything uh, this is from John Maxwell. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, a lot of times, though, we equate that with everything rises and falls on me. That's not true. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And so um, understanding that leadership is always a tool. Leadership is always something that you can grow in. Leadership is always something that you need to surrender more to and to understand how God is working in you and working in your life. And so um, it's, it's something that we always want to grow in is what I'm saying. And, uh, and no, none of us ever have arrived. All of us can always be better leaders each and every day we can kind of grow, we, we can't kind of, we need to take steps to grow in our leaderships, uh, our leadership and our leadership ability. And so um, I, I want to uh, spend some time talking through this, uh, this scripture in regards to leaders and, and in regards to every single person in this room or every person who's listening right now, you are a leader. And so I want you to look through this as a lens of being a leader. Uh, this is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 5. Verse 7, Paul is talking to the Corinthians. He loves the Corinthians. He just gave them a huge spanking in uh, the first letter he wrote, 1 Corinthians. There's a couple chapters in here where he is just, I mean, he, he just working them over and um and and letters were letters were so think if you've got um letters are the only way that you communicated over space you know like it was either faith to face to face or letters so think about all the different mediums that we have uh today of communication so you got a phone call you got a text you got a dm you got all of these things that are coming at you from a leader in your life that are just like hey you need to blah 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 you know so it was a pretty rough kind of time for the corinthians and then he comes back in second corinthians and they kind of made the turn they had kind of changed and started to rise up and he was happy with that um but he he, he was going, uh, he, he was talking about how this was, um, it was not only hard for them, but he kind of then goes into Second Corinthians talking about how it's kind of hard for Paul and hard for him and the guys that are with him because of uh, him being a leader that's always pouring out. So in that context, 
I want to talk to all of us about understanding um, uh, the, the encouragement you need as a, as a leader. The, the definite encouragement you constantly have to have as a leader. So, okay, here it is, uh, verse 5, 2 Corinthians 7. Um, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. So I, I want you to see um, when you start walking as a leader and you start uh, saying, I, I, I want to lead, I want to raise the bar in my life and in other people's lives. What happens is just what Paul described. He said, um, there was no rest for us. I, I, I just want to let you know that feeling is very real as a leader. Where you feel like, I'm not just getting any rest. That's a real feeling. That's not a fake feeling. It's a real feeling. But just because you feel that does not mean that you quit. Like, so you got to understand the differences between feelings and decisions. And don't let your feelings make your decisions. Um, so you have Paul here saying There's no, there was no rest for us. Well, as a leader, a lot of times you're going to walk into these situations. So, so I think it's really important to understand that there are times where you're going to feel, oh, this is, I'm getting no rest here. Then look what he says. He says, we face conflict from every direction. Okay, so if you're ever fighting, it's not good to have to fight in a 360 degrees all right? Like, that's really tiring, where you have to just go in a circle and, you know, like everywhere you go. At some point, you would like some people around you, you know, or, or at least I don't have to fight, like, my back. At least I can fight 180, you know, like, no, but Paul said there was, there, there was conflict from every direction, and then look what he says, with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. Battles on the outside are things you can see. And battles, uh, and battles on the inside are things that you can feel. And you got to understand that they're different things. A lot of us face battles on the outside from things that we can see and things that, oh, like, oh, it's this situation or that situation or this situation or that. And then you also know that you're fighting battles as a leader on the inside, too. So disappointment. Uh, things that you wish happened that that, uh, that haven't happened yet, things that you wish didn't happen, but they're happening right now. Uh, fear of you not being enough, fear that you don't have enough, fear that uh, you think everybody will find you out and uh, think that you, and know that you're the faker that you think that you are, you know, and like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna work through my facade, just so you know, uh, everybody is faking it and everybody's trying to do the very best that they can. Um, and so, but you're just working inside of your own heart some things and so know as a leader that yes you fight outside battles but you also fight inside battles and and that's why it feels like you have no rest but if you stop fighting these battles uh see so, so some some leaders think that they only have to fight outside battles so they're constantly just 
working on everything they see, but they never work on things that they feel. Then, and then all of a sudden, they explode. And they get knocked out, they can't be the leader. There are also leaders that only work on inside battles. So they're constantly me-focused. And they can't move forward as a leader and actually see the kingdom of God move forward because they're always focused on themselves. And so you have to understand as a leader, if you want, as Paul was saying, both of these battles need to be fought. Battles on the outside and battles on the inside. Just, uh, what was that one quote that you uh, saw that Brandon um, put up not too long ago? No company, no company will ever pay you to work on your character. They will just fire you if you don't. So, so understand the differences of when you don't work on inside battles and you only work on outside battles. Or if you only work on inside battles and never are able to stop seeing yourself and you start seeing the other person. Okay, so... We, we've got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on. Um, but God, who encourages those who are discouraged. Who is discouraged? Paul was discouraged. He was tired. He was fighting inside battles, outside battles. As a leader, you do feel discouraged sometimes. That, that, that just happens. You got to make your peace with that. And, and um, some leaders, when they feel a little discouragement, they think that, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this anymore. And they actually let discouragement become discourage. They don't stand up with courage and move forward. And, and, and so we've got to understand that, yes, discouragement is going to come, but God who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us, that's where it starts getting really good, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus, his presence with a joy. But so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. Oh, this is so awesome. So I don't know about you, but for me, God's encouragement has mostly come to me in the form of a person. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, I was encouraged by Titus. Look what he said. He's, he, 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 what he was talking about, Titus. He said, his presence was a joy. I don't know what kind, I, I can't like sit and talk through all of everybody's circle of people in your life. But as a leader, you have to have Titus and people like Titus in your life that are literally their presence is a joy. You have to have those people in your life. Uh, let me talk a little bit about some of the leadership that happens, uh, especially when we're talking about in church. We start becoming, sometimes leaders start becoming uh, people that only have people that take from them. And only have people around them that 
need something from them and only have people around them that discourage them or uh, let me unload all of my emotion and all of my junk on you because I don't really talk to God and that's how unhealthy I am. But I look at you and think that you can be my God. So I'm going to unload all my junk on you and unload all my stuff. I should be praying to God about this, but actually I'm just going to use you as my dumping ground and treat you like a garbage can and just put all my trash into you. And as a leader, that can discourage you so quickly. And you start then putting um, that kind of lens on your life as well. If you don't have people in your life that come into your life and they are absolutely a joy, their presence is a joy, their presence gives to you. It doesn't take, they don't need anything from you. Actually, they just want to encourage you. They just want to spur you on. You have to have these relationships in your life. If you want to be a leader who stays at it for the long haul, and if you want to be a leader that actually moves forward more than six months at a time, you have to have people in your life that actually give to you, that actually encourage you, that actually you want to be in your life or you want to have in your life instead of always having people that take from you. Instead of always having people in your life that um, you feel like you have to be a savior for. And I'll tell you, leaders that have a savior complex don't last very long. And, and, and I'll tell you, it also shows your dysfunction when you feel like you're the only one that people, uh, these people will listen to. Well, I'm the only one that they trust. You're already wrong. You're already wrong as a leader. I'm the only one that they'll talk to. Red flag. I'm the only one that they go to to tell all their stuff. Wrong. First of all, Jesus. First of all, Jesus. First of all, Jesus. Something's wrong with their relationship with Jesus. Second of all, I'm not your savior and I never will be. And so that, that kind of feeling that you have to, um, that you feel like you're the one um, that can do it. And also you train yourself as a leader that you're only good in a crisis. So the only time you activate is when the house is burning down. Because all you know is people that are in trouble. You, you don't know how to handle and lead a healthy person. It's okay, you can get real quiet. I just want you to think about that for a second. You know, like, it's just, all, all you know is how to lead dysfunction and how to get people from uh, their house burning down to let's make it livable. But can you move people and can you be moved by people who are healthy that don't need anything from you, but actually are encouraged by you to keep going faster and harder? And actually, they encourage you to go faster and go harder and go stronger. Titus, was, his presence was a joy. And so I'm not just thinking you need those people. You need to be those people in people's lives, too. But don't let them look at you and say, oh, you're my savior. You're the only one that brings joy in my life. Wait a minute. No, I'm out. If you're looking at me to be this person, I, I can't be that person for you. 
So it, it, I, I, just as I was looking at this, I was looking at, at Paul and, and, and understanding, like one of the best leaders, his encouragement from God came in the form of a person. So I would, I would encourage you as a leader, look at the people who are in your group. Are you the one that everybody looks at? I've heard this said before, so, and I, if this is said about you, just don't look at me and just be like, I'm just going to keep writing um, a note. But I've heard this said before. I'm the, I'm the person in my friend group that everybody goes to when they have a problem. I want to let you know that you are setting yourself up for some, some real hard leadership. You've got to have people in your life that you're like, they actually don't need anything from me. They actually come into my life and just encourage the living daylights out of me. And every time they walk in the house, I'm like, what a joy. <laughs> you need to have those people in your life. You have to. And if you don't have those people, go, go freaking hunt them down. And, and, and bribe them and get them in your life. Because you just, you, you've, you've got to get those people in your life. Because it's God's encouragement to you. Okay, and then look at uh, this last part, talking about leader's encouragement. So it comes with the person. But then also look what, what Paul says. He says, uh, his presence was a joy, but so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. So now he's looking at the Corinthians. He's like, his presence was joy. And I, I love Titus. But the stuff he started to say actually encouraged me as well. This is the stuff he said. When he told us how much you longed to see me, how sorry you are for what happened, and how loyal you are to me, I was filled with joy. So notice Paul started with, we're fighting on every side, internal, outside, it's, it's rough. I'm discouraged. He ends these two verses with, I was filled with joy. Leader's encouragement. Like you need not only from a person, but this is also things that bring life and encouragement to a leader from the people you are leading. So I just want you guys to see this because we all are led and are being led and, and, so, and, and are leading and, and are being led. And so it's important for us to see these last things that Paul said. What brings a leader encouragement and brings joy? Uh, one, uh, he said this. Um, he, told us how, he told us how much you long to see me. What brings encouragement is, to a leader is when you're leading people who you don't have to hunt down to meet with, that they actually want to meet with you. So know that. So be those people, but also explain that to the people you're leading. Say, I, don't, I just want to let you know, I get discouraged when I feel like I have to hunt you down. What encourages me is when I get a text from you and say, I would love to talk uh, about this and this and this. Can we meet sometime? That encourages you as a leader. And we all know that feeling, so, but you've got to talk about that. And Paul was talking about that. You, got, you, you, you want to make sure that you don't have to chase somebody down. Uh, the next, per, next part, he said, uh, so that encouraged me when you longed to see me. And then he said, how sorry you are for what happened. Um, 
Another thing that brings encouragement to a leader is when uh, the people that you're leading want to get right, not be right. That brings encouragement to all of us. That's why we, pre- that's why we pray for teachability. That's why we pray for humility. So have a teachable heart. And have the people that you're leading be able to have a teachable heart. Uh, don't let pride grow up in the team that you're leading. And if pride is growing up in the team that you're leading, check your heart too. Do I have some pride that I haven't seen yet? Because we reproduce who we are, not what we say. And so we, we've got to understand that if we want teachability and we want humility in our teams, we've got to be teachable. We have to be humble. We have to understand that we don't always get it right. We have to always say, oh, how, how can I get better and how can I learn and how can I, there's some things that I don't know. These things bring encouragement to you as a leader. When you have people that are on your team that say, oh, could you please tell me how to get better? What an awesome thing. There's nothing that brings more joy to a coach when their team says, oh, just coach me, please. Just tell me what I need to do so we can win. I, and, and let me get to that. Instead of all the players telling the coach how wrong he is. And if they would just do this, I mean, one sports analogy, we'll go to the next thing. How many times have you ever heard on any kind of uh, like sports center or anything where there's one player that's talking about, well, the coach isn't using me right. What does everybody do? They rip him. They're like, that guy's a disease. Get him off the team. Why do we see that in sports, but we can't see that in church? Like when we have people on, on the team that are constantly like, oh, yeah, I know how you're doing this right now, but let me tell you how you really need to do it. Just doesn't work right and I'm not saying that we're dictators because if you're leading with humility and teachability you have openness too but it just it just fits well and it and it encourages you as you have teammates and and, and people that you're leading that just say how can I get better and then the last thing he said uh, he said um, and how loyal you are to me encourages me so so on your team, if you really want to be encouraged by the people you lead, you have people who want to meet with you. You don't have to hunt them down. You have people who are teachable and are humble. And the last one, you have people on your team that want to stay even when things get hard. Man, that encourages a leader. There are many moments uh, years years ago in our church when Jess and I were leading um, that are people in this room that stayed when things were really hard. I mean, stayed when things were hard. And I got so much encouragement from that. Jess got so much encouragement from that. And, um, and I'll, I'll tell you it, that that loyalty piece is, um, is not something that is widely uh, looked at as a, a good trait a lot of times. You know, it used to be years ago when you said loyalty, people were like, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Now when you start saying loyalty, people think, well, you're just blindly following something. You're stupid. I mean, you better go into that wi- uh, eyes wide open because you can't trust people. 
and they and 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 they've let cynicism be acid to loyalty to where we 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 don't have people who actually just sit and are faithful but i'll say this and then we'll be done paul said he said when he was talking to timothy in the next letter uh to timothy he says trust these things all these things that paul had talked about with timothy he said entrust these things to faithful people So when we look at people that we want to entrust leadership with, uh, one of the first things that we look at is, are they faithful and loyal? Because Paul didn't say entrust these things to talented people. He didn't say trust these people, uh, trust these things with people that look the part. He didn't say trust these things with people who, um, who seem like you would get along with them well. He said faithful, loyalty. And when you start having people on your team that just want to, it will stick with you when things get hard, man, that's an encouragement. Because you feel like we can, we can go through everything. We're going to go through hard stuff, but we can keep moving. We can keep going. So I would encourage every single person in this room, the stuff that we talk about, think about it, talk about it. Uh, talk about it with the teams that you lead. Let this stuff um, fill uh, your conversations with the people that you're leading. Because this is just healthy, good stuff. A couple verses in the Bible that Paul just talks about this, how leading. So uh, let me pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. Jesus, we're praying that this stuff doesn't stop here, but God just continually moves forward through our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.